What'd you do this weekend? And a pleasant Monday afternoon, the Jack Michaels Show. Jack Michaels, Derek Hansen from our Gunderson Jewelers studio. OMG, oh my Gunderson's uptown of Maine West Fargo. <sighs> from our palatial studios here in South Fargo. And uh, Derek, we do our good, bad, uglies, and greats. On a Monday, you're feel free to to, uh, to fill up our inbox at 35270. That's the text club to get into the uh, the show. You can always phone a minute, 237-3767 or 888-458-6926. I was listening to the call that Georgia, Georgia Tech oh, had. It reminds me of that great high school call. I have it somewhere in our system. And it's uh, it's probably 13 years old now. And Derek, you'd remember it if I, if I found it. And it's uh, somebody, it, 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 he's got the ball, and there ain't no flags. The one that said there ain't yeah, no flags. Yeah, the high school the game high in school Texas. The high school game in Texas. Yep, yep. Um, he's got the ball. I forget the name, but it's almost like that that call of Miami not kneeling to win a game. Yeah. And unfortunately, that might be the ugly part, uh, but that was just awesome. And, uh, and here in Tim Hennessy, uh, boy, I tell you, I, I saw uh, Brad Schlossman uh, text or tweet uh, tweet out the uh, I told you so something like that on uh, Jaden Perron. <laughs> He's talented. Yeah. He had a had the second period just insane on Saturday night. I twenty nine was busy. I was on my way back from Grand Forks, and uh, and certainly saw. It's always the thing, Derek. If I don't have, if I can't stay for a hockey game after a football game, yeah. I'm I'm coming back to Fargo and I look at the other lane and it's just wall to wall cars going to the Ralph. And uh, man alive, I get it. It's, it's an exhibition game, but there's a lot of lot to like. I was with Brad a little bit on Friday, and and uh, coaches excited about the club, and and uh, so it's good to see hockey, NHL getting underway, the NBA, and and of course college football. And and we don't bury the leads here. Well, sometimes we do. My great, I don't know if you're great, is Pablo Lopez, but Derek, if it's not, it's uh, it it should be on a short list. Unbelievable. Right? I mean, I just you know for. And I, I've been joking all morning long. Okay, back in uh, April and May, I was it's Fonzie wrong. wrong. I mean, and I shouldn't even say it was wrong. I mean, it didn't look good at first. You know, Pablo was doing okay, but he wasn't. You know, being what we saw, you know, the last uh, few outings, certainly the second half of the season, you can see why Derek Felvey and Thad Levine made this move. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it now where it was an easy second guess when you couldn't get on base even half the time. Yeah, and I think. There's two things with this, and correct me if you think I'm wrong. Pablo looks good, and he looks like he's going to be that guy that they want to go to in key mm-hmm. situations. Whether he'll be a stopper like Johan Santana was in 2004, I don't know. Boy, he's got a pretty good resume this past week or but, so. But the fact that Julian has come up as a rookie and has kind of had the same type of approach at the plate, mm-hmm. right? Patient at the plate. Yeah, could draw much a like free Arise, pass. He's yeah. not going to win a batting title the way that arises. But, but his OBP might be pretty good. There you go. So I think that is... You know, that has made this look like a pretty good trade for both teams, actually. Yeah, and I don't think that you're incorrect. I, I don't think you're – in fact, uh, you, had a, you had a chance to sit down and, and, and chat with Dave St. Peter this morning, which we'll hear yeah. uh, coming up later on. I don't know if anybody would be wrong. When, when the Twins, when, when Derek and Thad are, are trying to construct something, we talk so much about windows of opportunity, and trust me, I'm sure Viking fans are out there right now thinking about those windows uh, and, and their club at 1-4. But I think with Derek and Thad, Derek are, are trying to you know, put their window of opportunity and build something. And and you you know Royce Lewis with as as injuries he's had to go through. You were hoping that when he is healthy and can play consistently, is going to be an impact player. Uh-huh. Even that was a thought going. Well, how, how what's going to happen with that? 
Um, so when you're constructing and you're looking at your youth, you're looking at your arms, you know, what do we need? And I, maybe they thought, maybe they, they saw within that system and said, you know, this guy's going to be able to translate from minor league ball to major league ball and be more than serviceable. And the guys like Eddie Julian, and, and maybe you know what we're going to get out of so-and-so. You thought you knew what you were going to get out of Max Kepler, and then you did in the second half. Uh, you had a good idea, probably what you're going to get out of Jorge Polanco. When Carlos Correa landed back into you, you have a pretty good idea what you're, you're getting with Carlos Correa. And you can go through that roster, you're right. You know, so you got to give something up to get. And Pablo Lopez, you know, Derek Jeter said it last night late on the forever. I, I didn't mind it, but... At post game, by the way, I flipped back over when they're still talking about the game. That's fantastic. Right. Derek Jeter, who's with, you know, he has Miami ties, obviously. And Derek said, it's not that I'm surprised. It's just that nobody has seen him on this national stage. You know, he was kind of tucked out there and in Miami. He goes, I did. So this doesn't shock me that 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 he's doing this. Uh it just said nobody has really seen him on a national stage like this. And and he has he has the stuff he had yesterday. Oh my heavens! <laughs> I don't take take your pick. I I give me Pablo if if that's the stuff he rolls out every five days or four, whatever you're going to use him. Now that he's going to give Minnesota a chance to win. That's a great lineup. Houston is a great lineup. You're down Alvarez. You can go through Bregman. You can get a Jose Altuve who Homer to start the game on Saturday. That is a really tough lineup that doesn't strike out like the Twins strike out. They put the, they get contact. Oh, for sure. And he was making them not have contact. Yeah, no, it's a very good point. Seven strikeouts and six innings pitch. I think was a big thing too, right? Because you know a little yeah. and you know seven this, innings pitch. Yeah, seven innings. Yeah. Sorry. Um. You look at it, too, it's one of these things where you're um, not going to take a guy like that for granted. And these little things, too. Chris Paddock being able to come back mm-hmm. and pitch a couple of games in a game that you were out of for a little bit before you were into it, those are little small victories, too, that yeah. you're not using some of your key bullpen guys in high-leverage right. situations until you had high-leverage situations after right. you know Polanco and, and whatever hits it out and gets a three-run shot and then a back-to-back home run. So, oh, all of a sudden, it's 6-4. to four. Here we are. You and but, I. <laughs> but if you got guys like that can come in the bullpen and eat some innings for you so oh. you're not taxing. I gotta, I'm got. i kind of curious what you thought. Okay, so we knew Bailey Ober was going in, but I just yeah. I had the hunch. He was going to do the same thing that the Blue Jays did after it just blew up in their face on Wednesday. Yeah. And they had it set, pitch count, you know, Bailey Ober, you're out after four, we'll put a Kenta Maeda in. Yeah, gonna... I understand you want to get everyone involved, but. Man, I just I think you when you got a guy going a little bit, yeah. I, I guess I, I would have just started Maeda if you're going to pitch him anyway. I mean, I think he's been the more consistent pitcher. I know Ober pitched pretty well in late August September, but yeah, I just I, I, I that was a head scratcher yeah, to me. Yeah, when someone has you know third time through the lineup or second time through with the Twins, like you said, sometimes they're they're starting to second guess on the second time through, but, right? You know, and that's 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 a problem, but. You know, because we've talked about how are the Twins going to get the final 12 outs? You know, how are they going to get the final nine-plus outs in a game to win games? Well, now you're looking at guys like Sonny Gray and Pablo Lopez that, that can go relatively deep. Joe Ryan, when he's on, certainly can, can, can hump it up there for a number of innings. Now we're talking about six outs, you know, and seven. They, have, they position themselves. So I'm sure, I don't know what Rocco's thought process is when you're going to the you know, the four starter, the three, four, five starter in the rotation in the playoffs, do we chop this up three by three by three? But when you go in with the plan that maybe if that's the plan, 
you maybe lose sight of the effectiveness of what your starter that's out there now is doing. And and I think you can run in, you can maybe overmanage a little bit. And we saw that with Toronto, perhaps, as you said, with uh, with uh, Jose Barrios. So. Well, Wednesday when they announce the starter is going to be interesting because I think it's obvious they didn't want Joe Ryan, who has been you know, gotten shelled by yeah. Houston before, and then that guy. band box, you know, that's a well, little tough. Right. And we talked about, we yeah, talked you, about the you home run, You hit the nail right? on the head on that. I mean, Jack, you, you analyzed that perfectly. And, you know, Correa's was how close to going out before it hit the wall. I mean, so... It's almost like Fenway South, right? I mean, yeah. The way that it, that is structured. Just jumps at a minute, mate. So I just thought that's going to be interesting. Do you have a better colder weather? Fifty Joe Ryan right? outside hasn't pitched yet in this series. Give hasn't pitched ball. in the postseason yet. Yeah. Give him the ball and let him you go. Give the ball in cold weather and hope for the best. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, oh. Against a team he hasn't had much success with. I mean, those are the things that Rocco Baldelli's got to really think about here. Yeah. Considering that, you know, first. Yeah, I, I guess Corey Provis, he is so into it right now. Yeah, he's, he's and boy, plugged in. He's like, first pitch, fastball, Altuve, what you doing there? Right, <laughs> I mean, right. He's just saying it as, yeah, he's, he's like, he can feel it. Yeah, you don't, you don't do that to him. You can tell he can There's feel no it. way that guy should be hitting 470 feet home, home, foot, home, foot home runs. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what a uh, Oh, mighty mouse he is. He's amazing. Uh, it's his leverage is, is off the charts. It is just off the charts. Don't you, he isn't can... he one of those guys when you watch sports, you're like, Man, I may not be pulling for you, yeah. but man, I appreciate what you bring to this yeah. game. It's not I, quite, I do with him. It, it is. It, it, it's incredible. It, it's it's not you know Spud Webb winning a dunk contest, but it certainly has that feel when a guy five foot four, yeah. whatever, can get up and and, and get it done. But yeah, beyond that, how he leverage. plays, it's yeah. a lot of Lenny Dykstra to me. You yeah. know that type of just yeah. gritty. Go out and not, we're going to play ball. His you know? his his strength is 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 is, is incredible. I I, I know is this that the Twins win. If they somehow get tomorrow afternoon and Sonny pitches well and they can put up enough runs against uh, uh, Javier, I suppose, is throwing tomorrow. Christian, does that sound right? Uh, and now comes Wednesday, either day or night, and you'll find out more as Derek and, and Dave St. Peter are chatting about that. But and Wednesday comes, hmm. So <laughs> you're back to your, who do you go with? You know, Ryan. Do you use an op? Do, do you go in with that plan, saying how do we get the twenty-seven outs? You know, in what way do we get twenty-seven outs? Tomorrow would dictate probably a lot as far as the pen goes, obviously, uh, but as far as who takes the ball, because Derek. It, well, I won't even say that because I'll tell you, Twins fans, putting the cart way ahead here. If it does go to a fifth game, well, you know who's starting that one, and you go back to Pablo. Yep. You got to, you got to, you know, because Ver, Verlander will sweep. Verlander through Saturday. Yep. You know, Sunday, Monday, he's not throwing him on Tuesday. You don't go Verlander on three days and then pitch him on day four, right? You you pitch him on for game five? Well, or, you're not for, yeah, I don't know. That's true. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, he's not going to pitch Wednesday, so it'd be Verlander Lopez probably. For all the Marvels in the Divisional Ooh, Series. Maybe. So, <laughs> Yikes! So that's my. That's and a, the thing about the thing with Verlander too is I'm not scared. They just didn't take care of the opportunities that they had. You know, I mean, they had opportunities right. early yeah, on. They left some guys on base. 100. So um, it, it's it's you know at the same token, it'd be nice if if all all the glitter was gold in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Well, and, it's going to be bonkers there. And if they win tomorrow, oh, I can't imagine what Wednesday will be like. Uh, it's it's uh, so this week. By the way, just to, to, our show is going to be busy because it happens to be a large football game Saturday in Grand Forks of, of a couple of Valley teams. 
So we're going to be active this week. I know we've got a we'll be at Bulldog Tap tomorrow uh, with Twins Game Three, and 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 that that's going to be what a great place that is. So you're invited to come on out, be part of the show, and and have your burgers and everything at Bulldog Tap. Then on Wednesday, I think we're at the uh, I think we're scheduled to be maybe at, at B Dubs in South Fargo on Wednesday. Friday, a lot of uh, NDSU UND kind of flavors we head in towards the weekend, Derek. And it's in between all that is just a whew, we got a lot. There going was on. a time where you know the minute that uh, that game the games are over on Saturday, that would be all the talk. But I think oh. the Twins, there's just a feel about this. I think more than than I've seen in these past few years that they've been in the postseason. I think people are feeling it with this club. It's it's a lot of fun. And the fact that the Vikings are one and four, that helps too. It does. And we'll talk with Doc Phil coming up. I don't I haven't seen anything as of late. I'm sure they're still taking a peek at, at JJ's hamstring. Boy, I despise hamstrings. Yeah, it's I mean, uh I despise well, Royce Lewis. I mean, he's you know, you think about hamstrings, what they've done as of late, that's that's tough. Kelsey looked like he got spun up in the turf. Yeah, that was weird. He just kind of slipped on there. That was kind of a tough thing. Uh the uh, someone asked today. Oh, Joel did, and our colleague on KFGO said, uh, is it over for the Vikings? And I paused, and I thought, they, they've they lost. I said it is if they keep turning the ball over. but <laughs> 27 to 20, and they turned the first Play of the game into seven points. It, it's, um, they could be undefeated without turnovers. I really believe so that. I, so knowing that, Derek, I, I can't say the season – is done. Certainly won't do that. They're five games into a seventeen-game schedule. One and four. Their road is tough. But if you told me that, even without JJ, which would hurt for a while, if you don't, if you tell me they're not going to turn over the football at the rate and the and the time and context in which they have, then I would say no. Then I would say they're going to be in games. They're they're going to have chances. There, but I. It, it seems like it has happened too much and sometimes too soon and sometimes in critical times. And it's hard to watch. It's hard to, to, to listen sometimes, and even though we'll be diehard and, and, and hope for the best. That play yesterday, it just, from all our friends, we had a lot of folks that were at U.S. Bank yesterday. And it's just like the, they got so jacked up. Start of the game, those of our colleagues that were at the game, and they're sitting down, they're expecting there's a chance to beat the champions. And then, the you know, you lose the toss, the, the KC defers, you get the ball, and here we go. The offense is on the field. They get a good play. They hit Oliver at tight end. Looks like a nice little gain. And then the proverbial air just got well, sucked out of those fans. I, Pete Bursich, oh, he, I, you got to be kidding right, me. Right, you know, it's that, that first one that just, uh uh, there's a lot of good, bad, ugly, great from the weekend. The Bison rebound and handed to Missouri State. Uh, not an easy place to play. Uh, give credit to North Dakota State that, that to walk in there and really rebound and show you know that okay here's here's where we are. For those of you people that thought I heard the Saturday show with Jay Bartley, yeah, um, uh, that's what they needed to do. Uh, UND needed to do what they did against Western Illinois after after what happened in Brookings. And uh, now those two teams will, you know, NDSU and UND Saturday. We'll get into that, obviously, this week and today if you want. Um, the Dragons, uh, heartbreaking loss. Oh, my heavens. They had the heartbreaking top team in the NSIC on their heels, and they just oh. uh, they, they just let one get away. That's tough. Yeah. Oh, Cobbers fell to St. John's, and then uh, the Gophers, I guess, uh, had a game. 
against Michigan. Not really. Not, not I really. bet you Rob has something to Rob, say about good, that. Rob, uh, good afternoon, Rob. Welcome to the show. What's up, Rob? <laughs> hey, thanks. Th- thanks, you guys, for taking my <laughs> taking my call. That was good. That was good setup. Perfect, perfect timing and lead. And um, uh, but no, just uh, call, uh, some comments and observations. I was going to throw to you guys. I mean, yeah. My my good is um, Michigan and Florida State football. Um, my grade is the twins just with, you know, them and, um, uh, just what, what are they three and one now in the playoffs? I, I mean, think in your, it, your twins, I think Rob, just injecting just a sense of, of pride and love and, and, right. and all of that, you know? Yeah. There's a little bit of a feeling, a little nostalgic feeling in the air, almost of like 87 and 91, you know, they're mm-hmm. not the best record team, but. I think as we've seen in Major League Baseball in recent years, a lot of the times the best record team isn't the one that ends up, you know, winning it all anyway. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Pablo Lopez and uh, Correa certainly mm. are providing, shall we say, some return on investment. Yeah. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. What's yeah. Carlos Correa's value, by the way, to the Minnesota Twins right now? Well, it, I mean, it, all of it right here in October. There's just no yeah. getting around it to me. Yeah. I, what what was it yesterday? I thought somebody said something like three for four or whatever with what three RBI and then that smoke and play to end the game. Well, besides, yeah. not to yeah, mention his play in the, the Toronto series. I mean, yeah, his is right. Yeah. Well, really, all season long, he makes tough defensive plays look easy, yeah. and we just take it for granted now. It's it's you know very Greg Gagne esque. Yeah. Only he can do it well, to play a little bit more. Yeah, doing now, plantar this time fasciitis you know, too. Uh-huh. I mean, that's that's yeah. Uh, I mean, the amazing thing to me with Cray, and I don't remember, maybe you guys remember which game it was there against Toronto where he saved, was it Polanco's bacon when he Game one. Third game one, baby. G- game one, yeah, game one. Yeah, to, to, read and react to, um, to read and react to that play and throw that guy out at home, like, wow. Now, great value. It, 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 yeah, you nailed it, Rob. Your, your great was Michigan and the Twins, did you say? Yeah, yeah. In yeah, Florida State? Um, Right, right. Yep. There, they just keep on rolling. I mean, I know there's still a lot, a whole lot of teams left in um, college football that are undefeated. Um, obviously, the Bison had a nice bounce back there, but uh, you know, I was just thinking college football playoff terms or whatever. Um, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing a little Schadenfreude that Notre Dame finally had their ACC Ooh, whatever streak broken. Right? Was it Louisville got them? They yeah, did. Pretty good too. Yeah. This was a full weekend. Like I'm exhausted from the sports weekend. I know I called a game, but you called a game Friday. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. I have so much energy from last I'm night's exhausted. game. Though, just... I know it's going to take like till tomorrow <laughs> to just come down a little when bit. I decompress when it's over. Uh, good stuff, Rob. As always, uh, treat right. to jump in on Thanks the good, bad, ugly. Thank you, buddy. Uh, good, bad, ugly, and great. When to take a knee? You'd figure you'd know. Um, we'll talk about that and some other things. A busy week. Uh, not to mention hockey. As we said, the the puck drop Saturday night and exhibition play. Ten goals is a lot, right? That's a yeah, it's a lot. Doc Phil coming up around the corner of round table. It's a Monday edition. Jack Michael show on seven forty the fan. Show us your buck is coming to the fan. Go to 740thefan.com, click on the quick link, submit your picture of your prize big buck, and you could win a prize from Firehall Liquors in Barnesville. Visit 740thefan.com now to participate. This month only. The most Doctor Doctor. Doctor, 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 me, what's up, guys? Dr. Phil Johnson, orthopedic surgeon, 
one of the best in the business and has been to more countries than Derek and I have. That is uh, for sure. <laughs> That's <laughs> been a more combined ho- easily. More hockey rinks and, and uh, whatnot. Doc, uh, your weekend, were you, you were all Huntington banked up, correct? Absolutely. First row. How was the scene? Pretty good? Awesome. Six points out on the second play. How was the uh, the game? <laughs> it didn't for Gopher fans. It didn't end well. Game was over after about the first quarter. Yeah, but we had a great time. I think it's safe to say that Michigan's going to do that to a few more schools, though. I mean, I I think there is there is kind of a disparity between like the top ten teams in college football and everyone else. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. It's yep. and the rich are getting richer, and everyone else is kind of sitting there at uh, middle class. Trying to just get along. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did catch uh, a little bit of that game. Uh, it was a busy, busy day, as you know. I caught a little bit of that game. And I know Michigan jumped out, and then I, I uh, the Gophers actually uh, they pulled within a touchdown. I want to say in the first, and then they had they pulled within two scores before halftime. So it's not like right. it, it, as much as it was over, yes, and and you could see the do, you know start of the domination and who's obviously the better club. Uh, yeah, part of me at the break said, okay, you come back, you get a get a stop there, and you get a score, and then all of a sudden it's thirty one ten, thirty eight ten, forty five ten, fifty two ten, and it's over. Right. So, yeah. And you know, I mean, and give give the Gophers credit. I mean, they did hang in there, and 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 they've got some talent. They they just had a lot of mistakes, you know, and then there were penalties and mistakes and. And I think Michigan, you know, kept them in the game a little bit. Um, but I mean, it was it, it, it was a it was a good game for the first half, and the second half it was obvious. Okay, we have the deeper bench, we've got the better athletes, and you know, and that's how it goes in that at that level. Um, it was uh, it was a fun night. It was you know the weather was nice, um, but it 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 Jack, it was like when I went to Brookings. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's a difference between the upper echelon of the Missouri Valley right. Conference and the middle part. You know, I mean, you could just see it and you could feel it. Yes, the score was a little bit close, but I think that, you know, in the end, you know, it it just shows you that there's the people at the top that we're always trying to get to, and then there's the people that are always trying to get there. And I think that's what it was. Michigan's just it is a really good football team. I mean, there, there's no question. And I think this, to that point, it's not that Minnesota – can't beat Michigan, and it's not right. that maybe North Dakota couldn't have beaten South Dakota State and Brookings, or take your pick of your your teams. And it, but as you said, your margin for any mistake, whether it be you know physical mistake or mental mistake, whatever mistake, your margin is so much smaller. You know you have to you have to play that game, and then you might even have to create your own luck on top of that. So that, like you said, the minute that these games happen. You know, when it's that disparity, you know, your 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 chance of winning those football games is very minimal. So, you know, yeah. it's there. I yeah. guys, the I didn't catch the whole I just saw the replays of Miami, Georgia Tech. And obviously this this hit on Twitter. Miami, um you heard if you heard the open today, you heard the Georgia Tech announcer and the jackets and jackets and jackets and, and when Haynes King threw a forty four yard touchdown pass to Christian Larry, two seconds remaining, Miami turned the ball over uh, with the game uh, and, and Georgia Tech stuns them. So the Jackets uh, it went 74 yards in 24 seconds after the Hurricanes had the option to kneel down, likely to run out the clock. 
win the game, remain unbeaten, unbeaten, and so on and so forth. Um, now Miami will argue that the ball carrier was down before the ball came out, and that's going to be you know six to one, half a dozen to the other. Well, you put that referee in that position. <laughs> that's exactly it. So my point is this, and I think I don't know if I was watching uh, uh, Van Pelt last night uh, with uh, who's the uh, the former uh, Stanford Steve. No, um, uh, brothers both played uh, in the NFL. One's wife was on the View for a while, and then the Hasselback. Hasselback. I think we had one of the Hasselbacks on there. And he said, "Well, I'm not going to defend the fact not dealing. You shouldn't. You got to kneel down when you have the game in hand." He says, but it does get chaotic. It does get chaotic when you're in that scene where something like that can happen. Now it shouldn't happen. He said. So, Phil, I don't know if this is a, and I think it, I don't know if this had happened before with Miami, but Doc, that's a, that's certainly a, happened with the Giants. That's Herm Edwards. Yeah. Cause, that, I mean, he, he's known for that. The, that's when the kneeling really started, right? Doc Phil was after that, uh, yeah. Game, the Giants playoff game was right before Bill Parcells is, you know, that's kind of what got him hired with the Giants. Yep. Yep. And I mean, how somebody can get behind a prevent defect. And score a touchdown. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my point. I mean, <laughs> now my point is this: now the head coach is going to take the heat. Oh, absolutely. But you have to have somebody that knows. Take a knee. 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 You know, somebody's got to be on a headset, right? Right. You are the CEO <laughs> of that football program, <laughs> and need... the head coach. This is not Mario Cristobal's first rodeo. Yeah. You take a knee. Much like, I mean, it's, this is a little thing. If you want to do a comparative, it drives me crazy. We saw this in the San Diego game. Kirk Cousins is holding his hands over his ear pad, you know, like. Talk to me. You you are the quarterback. You've been in this league for 11 years. Take it, it upon it yourself. Matter. You got you to gotta do, you have to have it. I don't remember John Elway waiting for the call or Brett Favre or any of these guys. <laughs> I mean, they just go up there and they, they we run the two-minute offense. And and not you know trying to hush the crowd, which by the way is about over two thirds Chiefs fans. By the way, there's a lot of red. In the, yeah, the, I mean, yeah. Um, you you just that's the it factor that I talk about, whether it be coaching or quarterbacks, or whatever. You just got to know, and to your point, you just got to know at that point if you are getting paid that much money to be the quarterback or the head coach. There's just an in, internal clock that you know, and you just you live for those moments. I think Derek's right, Doc. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And and he's right. I think half the stadium was red yesterday. I was there. With the so, are we, so are we do? Are we too dependent? Is that the moral of that? Oh, hundred percent. But are we a little too Listen, dependent? I'm going to take over Tyler's show from two to five if you ask me that. <laughs> but you know, you know what I think is going to happen. I don't know if you guys saw game day this year or this Saturday. Did you see? I think it's Gallichet University. That 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 is the the, the college. Um, which is like the most proficient college in uh, North America for deaf athletes. They have developed a small little screen that you put in the front of your, and off to the side of your visor in your football helmet. They type in the play. Oh, here we go. So they AI AI is going to take hard of Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, we're doing the, we're, we're calling pitches in a headphone thing now, right? Yeah. I mean. You know, yeah, but you know, but but you're right. I mean, this this where you can't hear and all this other stuff. It completely takes the it completely takes that sound out of the whole process. Uh-huh. And I used to think, 
I, that was really. I, I this is I don't know where you guys think of it. Obviously, there's a lot of good things that could happen with artificial intelligence and the way we use it. And well, I they, they do that with the Black Hawk helicopter pilot. Sure, there's a lot of good things. But I remember the first time the the girls and I were were at a uh, you know, and they were they were and I'm smart. I'm not <laughs> going to diss my daughters. They're smart young ladies. But we were at a restaurant, and whatever the bill was, I said that it was like sixty dollars or whatever. I said so now if I okay the tip now if I get fifteen percent. Dad, math. I'm like, don't they teach math anymore? Don't they teach like ten percent of sixty is six, and then half percent of that is three, so six plus three so. is nine, so nine would be the amount. Of, you know, you know what I'm saying, Doc? It's like, yeah. but that was my first test. That maybe we don't spend as much time like we did back in the day on some of the you know little things that 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 help it out, and they're much better than I in many a uh, thousand different areas. But I'm like. They've lost some of that old school here, yeah. you know, just that to our thought about thinking a little bit. So I don't know. Yeah, that happens. Uh, I know what 10 is. That's a number of goals scored with a hat trick by Jaden Perron for North Dakota. But, uh, but Brad Berry loves his club, and he should. There's a lot of new members there, but there's a lot of talent, Doc. And they, uh, I get it. It's exhibition. And they've got Army Friday and Wisconsin Saturday, yeah. and the Gophers after that, and they're going to go out to BU. Their non-conference is just off the charts a gauntlet. But I think uh, we just got a taste of, of what that team is capable of a little bit. Well, I mean, you got to play the best to be the best. And I love the fact that they put a very aggressive and a very competitive schedule together. It's great for us as fans. And they're not referring it to October for one reason other than the Gophers and the Badgers are going to be in town the same month, and that's a huge deal. Um, and, and then, you know, it, it's uh, game on. You know, then it's, then it's conference play. And so I think it's going to be a really exciting year. I don't know how much you can take away from the game on Saturday. I have no idea where Manitoba is. I mean, their goaltender obviously was pretty good the first period. But, um, you know, it's – it's just one of those things. And, and there's just so many elements, as you know, with injuries and illness and all the other things that can, that can happen that uh, sometimes it's really a miracle that you can make it all the way to the end of the season and get to that final, that frozen four. Um, but I think if, if, if Saturday's any indication, it looks like it's a pretty good solid team. And like most North Dakota teams, it seems like that takes them a few Month to gel, and we'll know a little bit more by that first week in uh, December. I'm curious. Of course, you know what week it is. It's it's UND and NDSU. It's NDSU and UND. It's Bison fighting Hawks. It's fighting Hawks and Bison. I know that we reach across the region to many that don't. I got a great uh, text message from our dear friend Hunter Pinky. He was with the the crew out hunting this past weekend, locked in, and uh, and 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 I I bump into a lot of uh, Bison, obviously alum and and friends, and then. I would bump in a lot of UND people and friends, so it's all this week. Mike Berg said it best in a post-game show. is about ready to, to close up the broadcast Saturday, and we are promoting just a, just a, t- a taste of, of what's going to happen next Saturday. And, and Mike said it best. He goes, you know what? I, I hope it's just about the players now for these guys. I hope it's just like – and I know that there's going to be – spewing this and spewing that and we've won this and you haven't done this and is this even a rivalry and works you don't play them. all that kind of rhetoric even though it's what Derek 129 years ago they started first play that's a few years it's a rivalry it's 1894 was the first meeting so you try to deny it's a rivalry then it's a rivalry yeah you know that's that's it so doc what is it uh to you is it uh, this week you know from a player's perspective from a coach's perspective, if you're mad at you uh, this week, Phil. You know, when I play, you can't, you've got to keep it 
you know, contained. You've got to keep your your wits about you. I mean, it's easy to let the emotional factor just go nuts, and then sometimes you get out of out of sync. You got to pretty much treat it like another game. But this is an important game. That's it's another game in our schedule that we need to focus on and win in order to get to that final goal that we want at the end of the year, which is into the playoffs. So I think, you know, obviously you don't need to hype it up too much. If you do need to hype it, you know, you need a heart check. But I think that, you know, that takes care of itself a little bit. And as soon as warm-ups start, you know, that goes away. But but the but the big thing is you got to focus on what you do. You know, you got to make sure that you are you're right on with your plays. You're not making mistakes because the team that makes the fewest mistakes, obviously, in turnovers is going to win, most likely. So you really want to focus on doing the best that you can and and let the fans take care of all the other stuff, all the hype and all the emotion and everything else. Because as a player, you need to focus and do your job. And, and, And that job is performing your position as best as you can and hopefully helping your team, you know, score a victory on Saturday. Here's what uh, to Doc and Derek today on our roundtable on a Monday, and and uh, why I, I just respect uh, the heck out of coaches, coordinators, position coaches as they they are knee deep into film. You know, they say goodbye to their wives, <laughs> saying we're going into the film, and then that's it. We'll see you next week. Is is the study? And I saw this. San Francisco dismantled Dallas yesterday. I mean, dismantled Dallas yesterday. I mean, it wasn't even. That was just. Like, okay, the Niners are good. You know what, though? Micah Parsons is one of these superhuman generational talents, and the Niners pretty much kind of made him, if not obsolete, they really kind of took him out. Justin Jefferson was having a tough day prior to the hamstring, Derek and Doc. So what was Kansas City doing? It looked like they were getting physical with him up front on the line, kind of making him pay, made it a little bit tougher on that. And that's what I go back to this game and what the coordinators and coaches are doing right now as we speak. It is who do we take out? Who do we have to focus on? And what game do we watch on film? If NDSU is looking at the Western Illinois film that North Dakota just played Saturday, what are you taking out of that? Bubba played, it felt like 155 players in that game. I mean, like everybody that was dressed got the game. Are you really going to use that game uh, as the film? Same thing for for UND. Are you taking the Missouri State game? Are you taking this game? Are you taking the Central? That, to me, Doc, is, is what, you know, this week is all about. I, I love the X's, O's, the science, the, the the game plans, and then you roll it out, like you said, and see what works. Well, but you can't overthink it either, though. If you start thinking you're going to focus on somebody that you think is going to be a big play person, then you're going to miss the other guys that take up the slack. Because I'll guarantee you there's going, to be, there's going to be someone that makes a really big play for one of these two teams during this game that you didn't think about. And, and, and you watch, it's going to happen because it always does. So I think that, you know, the, the biggest thing with, with these big rivalry games is not getting to the point where you're overthinking everything because then you're going to miss it. You've got to, you've got to, okay, take it easy, you know, take a deep breath. Yes, it's a big game. It's always a big game. But um, you've got to keep your, your emotions in check. You've got to keep your, your, your mind focused on what your job is, what you have to do, and try not to let anybody intimidate you. Try not to let anybody, you know, cheap talk you. I mean, that's what they were doing yesterday. You could see that right from where we were sitting. They were they were in Jefferson's ear all the time. I mean, they were chirping him a lot. And 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 granted, they did some pretty uh, I thought kind of cheap things, you know, against him. Uh, but that's what they were doing. They were trying to intimidate him. That's why they had four penalties and like four downs right yeah. there in a row. Um, and 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 they were rightly so trying to take him out of the game. But but look what happened. You know, I mean, there were other guys that kind of made some plays. There were unfortunately some guys that didn't make some plays. Um, 
for Minnesota. Oh, that it's Madison good. catch. Oh, my oh. heavens. I mean, what? Oh, yeah. I mean, that is yeah. just one. Six points is but, what that was. That's the yeah. difference between 2022 yeah. and 2023. That that play yeah. happens last year. You know, they don't fumble right. the they, ball all the time. It's just. Those, you're right. You're right, Derek. They won all those kind of games last yep. year. This year, they can't. It's crazy yeah, just how it's flipped. Right. Sophomore yep. slump for Kevin yep. O'Connell. There's just no getting around it. Doc, where are you with the pass interference penalty in the <laughs> National Football League? <laughs> Did we bury that uh, lead today? I, yes, mean that, I think oh, we might have. Oh, I think, you know, I I want to be perfectly honest. I left at halftime okay. because I had the surgery first thing in the morning. I didn't want to get back at 12 o'clock. Sure. So I just listened to it on the radio, and I didn't see the replay. The guys on the radio were split. Said, oh, yeah, I think it is. No, I don't know. I think mm. so. I don't know, but but it sounded like it was a, a bit controversial. Two things: the Harrison Smith one. This is my problem with pass interference. I've been on this soapbox for how long on this show, Jack? It's two thousand easy. Where you get penal- you get rewarded for a bad pass often, and that's what happened yeah. with Harrison Smith. <laughs> Because yeah. in in the wide receiver pulled at Harrison, he drew uh, underthrown the ball, right? Yeah, he's underthrown, underthrown ball, ball, and then he he brought Harrison Smith into him. So they're, yeah. they're they're playing to that. And hey, you know what? The Vikings did it with Randy Moss, right? They threw behind the yeah. guy, and many times he'd go fight for it and get the ball. And so we've seen this. You know, this worked out pretty well. So yeah. along that lines, but I get uncatchable ball. But you're not going to convince me that Jordan Addison couldn't have gotten to that ball if yeah. he wasn't cut off by the defender. So by the rule. And it understands a judgment call. How do you know for sure if he's not going to make some right. acrobatic catch? If he's thrown the flag, you almost have to kind of stay with that flag. I think there it does. I mean, I understand. On that particular play. I think, to me, uncatchable means that you threw it 500 feet right. into the stands. The ball wasn't in the stands. Right. The ball was not a bounds. It was but, back but, towards but the But if end, you're getting yeah. cut off from your route and it's, there's obvious contact there by the letter of the law. Because for me, I'm just like, at this point, unless you're holding and tackling a guy, let him just fight all the way down the right. field. Because how do you call this? It's an impossible job for an NFL official, in my opinion. Okay, but then you throw into the mix what's incidental contact. Well, right. I didn't to hit him, but, gee, I ran into him. You know I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. It's all over the place, and, and I think they're way too liberal. I mean, I'd like to go back to the days where, man, you, you, you'd start hand-checking them, and they were going to start throwing things. Or you put your arm around their waist as you're trying to bat the ball away. You know, they are going to throw the flag. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's really a, a, a battle. And, and as a former receiver, man, it'd be tough at this point. you really got to fight for everything you get, and you've got to have that ability to get a little, create a little space somehow, you know, but you know, is that going vertical? Is that, you know, coming back? Is that going into the guy? I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult, you know, and these guys are great, but, but the D-backs, I'll tell you, they'll take every advantage you give them uh, to try and, uh, you know, block or uh, try and uh, break up the play. Offensive players to me, offensive players today in the NFL sell that better than they've ever sold it in the history of the league. I I think they have to because the defense, the defensive backs are much more aggressive than they ever have been. Oh, for I mean, sure. They're, they're wild. They're wild. You know, they know what they can get away with with most of these guys. I mean, don't tell me they don't know those officials before the game, and they have a book on those officials, and they know what no. they can do, what they cannot do. Guarantee you. I'll, I'll guarantee you that conversation happens. Oof. But the reality is, is that, you know, the, a lot of those calls, I mean, geez, they're, they're kind of different for different crews. 
And so I don't know. It's part of the so, offense too, Doc. You know what? You're yeah. in trouble. You got a hail mary something. You still got a yeah. shot. You got You can either catch it. You can get a pass interference, or it can drop incomplete. Sixty-seven percent of that is, is a good deal for you. So yeah, unless you get. Yeah. Well, before we let you rock and roll, we got a, a question for Doc oh, today. Yeah, Andrew's in on that. Yeah, yeah, Andrew, jump in. What do you got, Andrew? Oh boy, uh, <laughs> it's one. It's one thing if you're going to talk it over to the refs and call back that pass interference. Okay, I can stomach that. But then you look at the replay. CJ Ham is in Kirk Cousins' lap, getting pushed back with two hands to his face, neck bent back all the way. And then, how many times have you guys seen? I saw the end of the Ravens Steelers game where TJ Watt got the final sack, took his helmet off, celebrated. They fought, they penalized him for it. Right. No big whoop. How many times have you seen a defensive back in the end zone on that final play take his helmet off? The ref come up to him, which is an IMAX penalty. Ref come up to him and suggest, "Hey, would you please put your helmet back on, or else we're going to have the penalty." Yeah, how about that? Didn't even forgot about that, and it's a great bet. Fifteen yards and unsport. Yeah, that's. Yeah. They should have called that right away. I mean, no. And then he gets sacked on the final play after that. It's it's terrible. But then there's right. there's three possible penalties, two for sure, right there. That, but no, they didn't call any of them. Yeah, I'm frustrated if I'm a Vikings fan. Certainly, yeah, that's a great call. And I totally forgot about the helmet thing. Yeah, that just on top of that, it's like here's some salt. Put that in your wound, Coach O'Connell. And uh, good luck next yeah. week at Chicago. That's that's what he should have said. Like, sorry about that. We're picking it up. Andrew, thanks for the call, man. Uh, good to have you on board Take today. Care. Big props to uh, to our friends. Hey, Doc, uh, we got it. We're up against the clock quickly. J- uh, Justin Jefferson hamstring. I'm not sure the degree of it, uh, uh, Derek, uh, but uh, it's a hamstring. Uh, hamstrings it can be vague, right, Doc? Yep, they can be real easy, or they can drag on for three or four weeks. Man, let's hope it's sooner rather than later. <laughs> I didn't see the play. I don't know whether he kind of tweaked it. Does he had some issues beginning? He looked like he was fine in warmups and everything else. I don't think so. So it's probably one that's on the milder category. Um, although, you know, anytime you're dealing with elite athletes at that level and a hamstring, it sometimes can it can materialize into something that's three or four weeks long. But hopefully, it's just a minor thing, and maybe he'll be back within a week to ten days. Uh, if not, you're probably looking at three to four weeks. Mm, Doc Phil, uh, good roundtable, buddy. We will uh, maybe see you this weekend. You will. I will be there, hopefully, with uh, Huckleberries. <laughs> we'll see you in the upper room. That's what we like to call it. Thanks, Doc, as always. Have a good week, buddy. You too, guys. The great Dr. Phil Johnson. Quick time out. Dave St. Peter, president of the Minnesota Twins. Derek Hansen next on 740 The Fan. 740 The Fan will highlight the best in high school sports each week with the fan's finest during the Jack Michaels Show, noon to 1 p.m. Listen each week. Check out 740thefan.com and the fan's social media to see the fan's finest. Brought to you by Cass Clay Creamery. Right. So, So much going on this week. Twins game three tomorrow afternoon. Derek uh, Hansen had a chance to to catch up with Twins president Bismarck's own Dave St. Peter uh, today on our sister station KFGL. He talked about a number of things you guys did, and including uh, you know the Pablo Lopez and you know certainly Carlos Correa and and, and Thad Levine and Derek Falvey uh, kind of pulling the right uh, right bu- pushing the right buttons, pulling the right triggers. We are president of baseball operations. Deserves a lot of credit for the construction of this team. Of course, our ownership for supporting those moves. Um, you know, the Carlos Correa signing was 
well documented last off season, and we got a chance to see Carlos play in 2022. But you know, he's the type of player that just rises to the occasion, and his postseason history is is the stuff of legend. So we're seeing that now in Minnesota with him wearing a Twins jersey, which is pretty cool. Pablo Lopez trade, you know, the Louis Arise trade, which I, I guarantee many of your listeners probably questioned. Um, you know, we got Pablo Lopez for nights like last night, and uh, that's how you win in the playoffs. So, yeah, you're right. It was a very intentional offseason to try to make this team better. Well, I think for Carlos, he's obviously playing in an environment in Houston that he's very familiar with. I I think he, you know, obviously has a lot of feelings about playing against the Astros, but also, you know, the other teams that chose not to sign him over the offseason. So I know this. He's very, very happy, very, very proud to be playing for the Minnesota Twins, and that's something that should excite all Twins fans. Hey, Dave, you you mentioned uh, fans. As you know, I, I'm one of them, and I was second-guessing when the Twins' offense was struggling, getting rid of a rise and bringing up a pitcher. But I'm kind of like Fonz. I, I have a tough time admitting I was wrong. But, man, Derek and Thad look smart here. What a performance last night. And he's going to be a you know a top-tier pitcher for you for a while now. That's good. Yeah, I mean, Pablo has been just fantastic. We think he'll probably finish for sure in the top five of the American League. So young, Sonny Gray might be in there as well. He, he might be top three. And, um, you know, Pablo has is, is been as great as he's been on the field. He's probably been even better off the field in terms of what he means in our in our clubhouse, what he has um, done from a community perspective. Um, you know, such a cr- critical acquisition for us, and one that really took, I think, a level of, of of guts from our baseball operations team to pull off understanding we were going to trade a, a player as popular and as talented as Louis Urias. You know, we were sitting here, Robin, you you can attest to this. So we obviously are listening to Corey and Danny. You're having, I mean, Corey Provis and, and Danny are just knocking on the park and the energy that they have. So we had a little watch party, obviously, the monitor here, but we're listening to the radio calls. You can imagine here in the KFGO studio. It was like, but uh, it, the natural sound that they had. You've been to a lot of baseball games, whether it be in the Metrodome, on the road for playoff or whatever. It sounded like that was every bit of 87 and 91, only this time outdoors, just the energy from the crowd and everything. And we sent some people down, as you know, on Tuesday to the game one of the uh, wildcard series. Was it as electric as it sounded? Yeah, it was uh, It was better than I could have ever hoped. Um, I, I really give our fans credit. They answered the bell, so to speak. And I can tell you this, I just left uh, two games in Houston and the fans in Minnesota at Target Field were louder than what I just heard at, uh, at Minute Maid Park. And uh, we're going to need that same energy uh, tomorrow, you know, Tuesday afternoon and, and Wednesday if we're going to find a path forward in this series. So if you're coming to the game, I challenge you to bring it every single pitch, be on your feet, and uh, we really are, are turning Target Field into a home field advantage. And that's good to see, too, because I think we had that question, right? And we know about the postseason success inside, but, uh, you know, now that you got a few wins and winning a series, it just feels like a little different feel from the fans, too. Are you kind of feeling that as the president? Well, you know, our fans have always been there. We haven't given them enough reason to cheer in the postseason for 20 years. Let's just be blunt. You know, I think we have to own that. Um, But now that we have, uh, our fans are there, and I knew they would be. Um, this is a great baseball community. Fargo is a great baseball community. There are so many diehard, passionate Twins fans in that region. And I know you're following every single pitch. I know many of you are going to try to get to a game. If you're not, you're going to listen on radio. You're going to watch on television. This is a big deal for this region. Let me ask you this, too. It seems like the you know we talk so much about the offseason rule changes and the pitch clock and whatever. 
I even noticed it a little bit in the postseason, but we're not looking at the clock as much as we did early on. It's just kind of part of the natural rhythm now, isn't it, that these pitchers are dealing and the game is clipping along pretty well. I just I don't even notice that very often anymore. Yeah, the rule changes have been a home run on every uh, on every front, and I think the fact that you don't notice it is 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 probably the best thing, right? Now the the game just moves with some rhythm and flow. It was still a little longer game last night compared to the regular season games at three hours, but um, you know that game probably last year. My gut is in the playoffs probably would have lasted four hours. Yep. So it uh, it's a huge step in the right direction for our industry. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, it's been certainly a lot of fun to listen to and watch whenever we get the chance to. So, yeah, game uh, three tomorrow, and then uh, we kind of got the early schedule. You got an early game coming up on Wednesday, too. I just noticed that just popped up at a 1 o'clock, uh, about 107 uh, first pitch coming up on Wednesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday's game time ultimately will be determined by what happens in the Texas-Baltimore game tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. If Texas wins that game and sweeps, then our game will pivot to a night game at Target Field. So note that. If Baltimore comes up with a way to win and extend that series, then the Twins-Astros will start at 1 o'clock Wednesday at Target Field. But we easily could pivot to a night game, and obviously we're going to have to be nimble uh, with, with some planning on that front for both our team and our fans. The uh, <laughs> Thank you, Dave St. Peter, with Derek Hansen today. What a great man that guy is, Dave St. Peter. That's not only a, a little bit of a headache for, I'm sure, Twins personnel getting prepared for either a day or a night game, but uh, a lot of affiliates, including the one of the big ones, mm. us, uh, try being a traffic uh, manager. Traffic in a radio station means you're the ones that uh, assess the logs, the commercials, and what goes where. <laughs> and we have a beloved Joan John who's in traffic. Yeah, you want a headache, Derek. That's, she has the patience of Job with that, all of us. <laughs> that is, we'll see if that's a 1 o'clock. <laughs> Or if it's a 6 o'clock, you know, uh, coming up. It oh depends on, as, as, as you and Dave talked about, what uh, what Baltimore and Texas which is amazing that Baltimore drops two at home. My goodness gracious. Uh, stick around. Common Man is coming up around the corner tomorrow. Uh, Jack Michael show, comedy from Bulldog Tap. We'll tell you more, and you're invited to come out. Common is next, uh, 740 The Fan. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Four, three, two, Seven forty, the fan is KNFL Fargo. Turn this up at one hundred seven point three K two nine seven BW Fargo Moorhead.